0: watching Alibaba announcing plans to spin off its cloud division as its own publicly traded company. And that is the focus of today's tech check with Deirdre Bosa. Hey, Dee. Carl, Alibaba's spin-off plans, they have been well telegraphed, but maybe the most surprising thing about it all is that the stock has gone nowhere since it was announced. At the end of March, when Alibaba said it would be splitting into six different units, investors celebrated the quote-unquote, unlocking a value. And the stock popped. It closed 14% higher on that day. Since then, however, it has been a laggard, underperforming the broader markets and completely sitting out of the big tech rally. Now, keep in mind, Baba is a nearly $225 billion market cap company. It has its pulse on the Chinese consumer amid the reopening of the world's second largest economy and its cloud unit. It is the third largest by market share in the world, ahead of even Google. So you might think that the spinoff of that business could further allow it to grow unfettered and gain share. But shares say they're down some, I think it was 5% almost. Last time I looked, it paired those a little bit, 3.7. Um, Ali Cloud was a weak spot, contracting 2% year over year. And it's facing competition from players that are guess what? Better connected to Beijing. It's often the story here. Like a Huawei, which has seemingly come out of nowhere in this space thanks to government contracts. So that may not bode well for the other spinoffs, including Alibaba's logistics and grocery units. Remember, there's going to be six total. And guys, it could also be a cautionary tale to our own regulators and investors on breaking up big tech, something that isn't likely to happen but is often talked about. We hear that it could unlock value, um, but it could also shine a light on slowing Or challenge businesses. We talk about Amazon and its cloud business, which is often cited. But remember, that business is slowing as well. You break it up and that could just amplify um, the slowdown in that business that is a profit engine. It's interesting. Uh, The macro there is not turning out to be as bright as we thought, Dee. And the journal's got a piece this morning about China putting a spymaster in charge of their corporate crackdown, which is, I mean, just another incremental headline that makes global investors nervous. Yeah, I mean global investors, they were able to sort of look past the regulatory uncertainty, the idea that Beijing could meddle whenever it would, whenever it wanted to, because this is a growth story, but in a word, that's turned out to be underwhelming, right? The economic data hasn't been that good. You look at Alibaba, you know, one of the barometers of economic and consumer and business enterprise activity in China, and it's underwhelming. So, you know, investors are looking elsewhere for growth. And as we always talk about, China can be a trade if you think that there's something to do here. But even that as a trade, when you think about splitting up companies like Alibaba and JD.com, it's turning out not to be um, as exciting as investors initially thought it would be, maybe that was the whole regulatory goal, though, Deirdre, to begin with. Yeah, you think about it; it really disperses data and that sort of monopoly power that Beijing had accused Alibaba and others of having. So maybe that is the point, and it gives a leg up to other companies that I mentioned, Huawei. But there's also Pinduoduo and Meituan. These names have grown bigger and bigger and had less pressure mm. from Beijing because they didn't start from such a large point. Just an hour ago, OpenAI said that it's introducing its ChatGPT app to iOS and iPhones, and that'll open the door to more users, more headlines, as we're getting used to. Also today, there's Snowflake and a potential AI-adjacent acquisition. There's Dynatrace, a price target increase that points to it as a clear leader in the broader AI market segment. Uh, What else do we have? What about the entire S&P gains this year that has been driven by eight stocks, the beneficiaries of what else? Artificial intelligence. But guys, dare I say it, is there too much AI news? Rather than go through all of these individual items, let's talk about AI washing. That is a phrase that I'm hearing more often in tech circles and that investors should be aware of as we get all of these headlines. I spoke to Ramp CEO Eric Glyman yesterday about this idea. His fintech startup, Ramp, was last valued at $8 billion, and it's backed by the likes of Satya Nadella, OpenAI board member Adam D'Angelo, and Stanford professor Chris Ree, all of whom are deeply involved in building AI-based products. Here is what Glyman said about AI washing. I think there's a lot of companies out there slapping a chatbot uh, on their site and saying, hey, look, um, uh, we're using AI and solving customer problems. Um, and I think it, it, it's sad because it misses the potential um, to really use this new software to deeply embed it um, in, your, uh, in your product. Now, TBD, if Ramp can successfully take part and capitalize on this AI boom, but his point is a good one for investors to keep in mind as the headlines continue to roll in. For now, the consensus seems to be that big tech will be a beneficiary. We've talked about this. Um, before big tech versus the incumbents and Amazon, speaking of your next guest, I know calls it a strong AI opportunity because of its quote data exhaust, and that's in a lot of cases what it comes down to how much data they have to crunch for these models. AI Pilot? washing, data exhaust. Boy, we've got we're, we got all kinds of new phrases here. Deirdre, thanks very much. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve.